Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Silva and Gold. Coming to the ring from parts unknown at a combined weight of 853 pounds, Piccolo and Dr. Zong. I heard that already today. Welcome to Silver and Gold, episode 53. Today, we got a Shin Hakun double feature, courtesy of Mr. Heaven's Trash. Uh, no Mercy from the Rude from 2006, and Save the Green Planet from 2003. Some South Korean, not what I was thinking they were going to be, movies. I guess the No Mercy for the Rude was closer than Miles. But. Anyway, I am the loaf, and with me the Zom. What's up? My coffee. I got my my whatever. My I haven't eaten anything. I'm hungry. Swine favored flavored dick lips. Swine what? And uh, so yeah, we're here. Those, those are like Cheetos. Oh, I bet they're delicious. They're like dried. Uh, dried Dick lips. sardines. Um, Tom, how are you, sir? I know you've been a little under the weather. Fuck a duck. Um, very under the weather. It uh, forced me to cancel a couple of uh, commitments. Well, one commitment twice. Um, so, anyway, sorry about that, dude. Sorry. Uh, uh, we'll get her. We'll get her done. We'll we'll uh, we'll be. Uh, podcasting without honor and humanity soon uh just a little bit sick uh still don't feel all that great right now but i'm gonna muddle through this fucking (laughs) (laughs) oh my god oh stuff came up (laughs) oh god that was all right so anyway how are you yeah you know we went to the beach this weekend anyway what i was saying was (laughs) Uh, uh, uh. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've just been a little, a little off the last couple of weeks. You know how it goes. And we went to the beach. That was fun. You're um, on game. We, we had, yeah, we they had but, cable, so that was kind of cool. But it rained every day. Mm-hmm. Um, took the dog out in the ocean. That was kind of neat. He was uh, kind of scared of it at first, but then was splashing around. So I think he had a good time. We had fun, and then had to come home and fucking work every day. So. Uh, I was listening to one of our old shows, Imagine That, uh, and I think, <laughs> oh, i got to quit doing that. <clears throat> um, you exclaimed that you had just worked 127 days straight. I was trying to remember that, actually, this past weekend. Like, I was like, do you remember? What? I was asking Jane. I was like, do you remember what my streak was before I finally took a day uh, off? A She's like, time, man. oh, it was awful. But uh, I've been, I'll be getting days off soon. 
Yeah, as right. I said last week, the theater going to have a degree of normalcy. Yeah, this theater's wrapping up. Uh, more coming up on my last five shifts, and then um, got a couple days. I'm getting some tattoo work done next week. Ooh, yeah, like Max Katie and Kate Fear, where he has the lightning bolts down by his on his uh, pelvis, down by his butt dick. I'm getting a. a I'm, I'm, it's it's a little complex. I'll have to describe it. It's like an upside down triangle, like the point pointing downwards. And then above that, this is right on my lower back. And then above that, it says "enter here." Mm, nice. Your dad was right. <laughs> uh, no, I'm getting more work done on my uh, on my robotic arm. Finally, I've had the half sleeve forever, and and uh, so finally going back. The my my tattoo artist had taken some time off. He had a soldier, uh, shoulder injury and. And his wrist was fucked up. He had surgery on that, but he, he's back in, back in the swing of things. And Are you going to be the first person he does since having <laughs> the surgery? No, it's been a, it's been a little over a month, and um, I know he's taking people this week, so I will not be the test subject. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I, I got to send him some artwork. I'm, I'm thinking of going like Mars attacks, flying saucers, looking. Yeah, uh, I like that. Yeah. From the uh, the uh, original trading cards, so mm-hmm. yeah. All right, so awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, so yeah, we're gonna get into No Mercy for the Root and Save the Green Planet soon. Uh, first, we'll go over what we've been watching this week. Not much for me. So uh, my notebook. Uh, there it is. Carrying the carrying the weight as usual. Uh, I'm Boy, carrying the weight. All right. You're gonna what? Uh, Carry that way. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Coffee had to be. All right, had to get let's drunk. just let's just um, let's cut to the chase, as they say in the, the Congo. Um, I work with a guy for, from the Congo. Did you? I'd still do. Did he you ever in, fight Christopher Walken? No, but he was in the Olympics. He ran. He ran the in the Olympics in in Beijing and uh, uh, Sydney. Uh, ask him if he knows Roland the Headless Thompson Gunner. What? I don't think he does. Huh? Well, okay, people. What have you been watching? I watched um, a movie that, um, I don't know. I, I think there's a possibility that we could have a lawsuit against this movie. Uh-oh. For um, copyright infringement of our characters, it's the movie <laughs> Dumb and Dumber <laughs> with uh, Jeff Daniels and um, that guy, Jim Jim Carrey. Okay, yeah, that's 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 who it was, Lauren Holly. Oh my God, I would just let her suck my balls. I red hair, man. Oh, I found a I found a gif on. Um, Online, where she was in a movie or on a TV show, and she—I must must have been a fantasy girl of some kid—and so it, he's dreaming, and she walks in in a black bikini, and she's like, ser- he's in bed, and he, she's serving him breakfast in bed or something. Oh, Fuck she, a duck, man! I, I was her. Ooh, woo, woo, doggy. Anyway, that that movie's kind of funny. It had some funny stuff. It was so stupid. It was just so funny. Uh, sea bass. That was one of my sister's favorite parts. Was sea bass? Wasn't that Roger Clemens? Take me to a safe place. He's he's coming out of retirement. Ugh, Fifty-one fucking pitching for a an yeah, amateur something. league team. Yeah, uh, it's probably because they don't drug test. <laughs> oh. Acquitted. Was he acquitted? I think so. I don't think he was. I think they. Um, I think he lied, and they was going to get him for lying, didn't they? Oh. 
Oh, well. And he fucked, what's, his, what's her name? Mindy McCready when she was like 14. Anyway, whatever. Or that's, you know, something like that. One of those country girls. Next thing I watched. eggs, as we like to call them here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next thing I watched was uh, in its entirety, Pretty Peaches with Desiree Cousteau, mm. uh, John Leslie, some porno people. This was one of my favorites from the old days. And on X Hamster, they have the entire movie <laughs> on there. And not only is it the entire movie, but it's probably one of the best quality um, uh, cuts of that movie that I have seen. I mean, when I watched it, it was on VHS. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, man, this is a good quality shit. And the uh, oil orgy at the end is awesome. <laughs> uh, she's so dumb. It's just so fun. It's fun. It's a porno, but it's funny. It's got. It's not like today's pornos. It has a, a story because she has amnesia, but she's really stupid. Next thing I watched was a movie starring Little Joe never once gave it away. <laughs> Everybody had to pay and pay. Joe Delessandro. This movie is an is one of his Italian movies. Uh Euro Crime called The Climber by Pasquale. See, I'm I'm I looked all this stuff up because I know Will if Will listens to the show. You know, he's all into the Euro crime. So he'll know about this movie. It's uh, Pasquale or Pasqual Squinteri uh, was the director. I never heard of him. No, me either. Uh, Joe Delisandro was on Wise Guy uh, with Ken Wall. Uh, he, at one time, he played like a mafia guy on there and was pretty good. This one, he's really young. And um, you can tell that it's not like, okay, he does have some ability. But it's just almost all his just his looks, you know. Uh, right. It's shot like I mean, you know, he's like a goddamn model or something. And uh, and uh, he, it, there's parts where he was like talking about uh, he they were smuggling cigarettes and uh, another mafia group come along and was after him. And then uh, it's like his steady, steady. He's the climber, steady climb up the ladder of the you know uh, the criminal underworld and. Um, there's a couple times where he thinks he's going to have to sell his ass, literally, his butthole. <laughs> and uh, he's getting ready to stab a guy in the movie, and um, he's like, this guy fucked him over. And he makes a deal with this mafia guy and says, you know, you let me – you just let me go now, and I'll go get this guy and kill him. He, he, he fucking uh, ratted me out or whatever. And uh, he goes and gets the guy, and the guy, I think, thinks that he's just a, a – male prostitute or something so he's gonna fuck him and uh he goes come on lover i want to give you every inch and you know he's he you think it sounds the way he's saying that he's got a switchblade out so the guy knows he's gonna kill him but the way he's saying that is like he's you know I'm right you know so anyway and little joe was known to do stuff he was before he became famous like Iggy pop yeah yeah I mean, honest to god when you're watching it like his 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 the way he looks he almost looks like a young Iggy Pop. He's got the kind of long, uh, straight hair, and uh, the bo- his body and everything is one of those guys that was real chiseled. Um, anyway, the next thing I watched uh, was for a second time. I watched. Well, I probably should just save this for your comments. So I'll just say that I watched it again, and then I'll let you discuss it. The Raid Redemption. Okay. <laughs> and the next thing I watched was the Mind Benders. Uh, this was for the Hamakush podcast. Uh, I did my best to, uh, to uh, 
on the Hamicus podcast. Bryn said it was pretty good, but I felt like I, I for some reason, my mind was somewhere. It wasn't somewhere else. I just, I think I watched the movie too soon, and then we didn't record for a while, and then I, I was having, I was not blacking out, but sort of on some. <laughs> But it was good. Dirk Bogard uh, is really good. He's a, an intriguing individual and um, uh, from Night Porter uh, with uh, oh, Charlotte Rampling. He's really good. Uh, interesting dude. As far I'm going to get his biography and read it too. Uh, next thing I watched was Sixteen Candles with Molly. This movie was fucking hilarious. I you know when it was first out. It's one of those ones that you saw so many times that, um, you know, after a while, it's kind of like it, it lost its luster because you just watched it so much. But I haven't seen it in uh, fucking, I don't know, 20 years or something, maybe. Uh, I might have. You, you can probably go back to our 50, out of our 53 episodes, and I probably said, oh, I watched this, you know. But I think the last one I watched was Pretty in Pink. Uh, but this one's fucking funny. I watched it with a group of friends, and we were all laughing our asses off, you know, just remembering all the lines and long duck dong and all that shit. Uh, <laughs> it's funny. Uh, <laughs> next thing I watched was Firefly, the TV show. Um, eh, Josh Whedon. And uh, the one that I watched was the one that co-starred and at the time, she was pretty much a nobody, Christina Hendricks. Oh, yeah. Where she is kind of uh, – Mal finds out that after they went to this planet and had a party, that the party wasn't just a party. It was a wedding thing. So he gets a big-titted, red-headed young chick that he's married to. It was good. Good stuff. That's a good show. I need uh, to see it. That's, been, that's one of those shows that – I've been told for years, oh, you would love it. you got to see it. And I was like, oh, yeah. And it's only 13 episodes. I'll watch, and I never watch it. <laughs> That's good. Well, when they fucking put it out at first, they didn't put it out, put them out in order. They put them out like just in, you know, uh, hodgepodge. And y- y- you should watch it in order, you know, the, of how it's shot. Uh-huh. Um, okay. No. Okay. Next time I watch was one of those uh, podcasts without honor and humanity movies. Never heard of Appar- it. Apparently, we're not going to. I, I don't know if Jake uh, just went ahead and um, recorded the show by himself and reviewed those the two movies. Um, but um, this one was good. So uh, check out the podcast without honor and humanity. Uh, this one's got some wacky, wild stunts. What was it? What was it? You didn't say the name of it. Profile in anger. This sound, it looks good. Oh my God! There's a couple of things in there, and I was like, "Holy fucking shit!" Because you know, <laughs> this is from like the '70s, and they didn't have CGI, and they didn't have, it, and there's no cut, you know, where they could have done. And I was like, "God damn, that guy just did that!" Holy cow! <laughs> anyway, you listen to that show, and you get to hear a more in depth the discussion of profile and anger. Uh, <laughs> next thing I watched was uh, Hunger Games with uh, that good that. Oh, I like her. Uh, Lawrence chick. Jennifer something. Yeah, Jennifer Lawrence. When she was in the X-Men movie, she's got a nice uh, big butt on her, you know. Uh, you know, It looks pretty good. Um, but uh, in this one, uh, I didn't think I would like it because uh, I thought it was going to be like a kid movie. Mm-hmm. A lot of political stuff in this uh, yeah. about the rich elite fuck faces that uh, you know, the 1%, the uh, uh, A and Rand, Atlas Shrugged guys and <laughs> All the other fucking people at the bottom, and we can just give them a little hope. 
but not too much, you know, blah, blah, blah. I like that. And it's, it's, it's trickle down hope, right? Yeah. It's got some violent shit in it. Um, I'd like to have sex with her. <laughs> well, I'd like to watch her and Lauren Holly have sex too. That one is of those, a bold statement, sir. Yes, I know. <laughs> the next thing, um, I watched on uh, Netflix. This is this is kind of a Sam Uri, not a recommendation, but you know he's uh, he's always talking up these thirty for thirty uh, documentaries, sports documentaries. I watched the Marinovich uh, uh, project about Todd Marinovich, the Robo quarterback. I don't and- know if I saw that you che- like were watching that or something because I was reading all about him this weekend, and I don't know why. Well. I'll tell you what, in the first, uh, I'd say, 10 minutes of the movie, I hated his dad so much, I'm, and I still, I thought, what a, what a fucking jerk. Hello? Now, but it's good. It's good. Uh, most of these that I have watched are about people that are either cheaters or drug addicts or whatever. <laughs> um, but this one was pretty good. Um some of them are shorter than others. Like some of them are an hour and a half long, and by the time you start getting toward the end, it's like okay, you know, you could have cut this. It seems like they're just stretching it to get the hour and a half. Next thing I watched was um, a um, John Cassavetes movie, Minnie and Moskowitz, with uh, Jenna Rollins, who is John Cavett, was John Cassavetes' wife, mm-hmm. and Seymour Casal, and Tim Carey is in this too. And Jim Carrey is in Dumb and Dumber. Uh, <laughs> this is a – you just have to be in a certain mood to watch a Cassavetes movie because I think even though they say everything was scripted, I still – I, I think that they may say, okay, you're going to go – here's the broad thing. You guys are going to be in this restaurant. You're, he's going to be trying to ask you out and you guys are going to talk about this and we want it to go here. And I think they – to me, it seems like they ad lib. A lot of dialogue because it's it's so um, I don't know it just it doesn't seem like it's something that someone actually wrote down. Right. But Seymour Casal's mustache fucking makes yours look like a Hitler mustache. This <laughs> is so long, and then he's got real super. He's young, and he's got real super long hair that he keeps in a ponytail. Uh, and she's uh, Jenna Rollins is pretty. I, I like her. I, I'd fuck her too. I mean, back then, <laughs> if I was back then, I'd have fucked her if she would let me. Most good-looking girls I would fuck if they would let me. Um, <laughs> next thing I watched was another Jake McLarge huge uh, for Podcast Without Honor and Humanity. So if you go over there, you'll probably hear him doing it by himself, uh, which I don't know if Yuri hears him doing it by himself all the time. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> this was called A War Named Desire. She's just shaking her head in disappointment behind the doors. Oh, God, not again. Is again. Um he said he's in there smoking his meat. Uh, this pretty good. This was a newer one. The other one was uh, from the, like the seventies, and this one was a uh, I think uh, early two thousands. But it was good and uh, little. Uh, well, just listen to that show. You can get on the internet and find it. iTunes podcast out on humanity. Uh, good movie. Both of them were good. I wish I could review them, but that fucker won't wait for me. <laughs> No, I'm going to have to watch two more movies. <laughs> God damn it. God fucking damn. I watched a documentary on Netflix and to watch called Let's Talk About Sex by James Houston. Uh, it's all about um, um, Q 
kids and sex in the United States of America. And like, just to give you an example, uh, they were talking about, uh, uh, you know, how parents talk about sex and how parents and kids, um, relate as far as sex goes in say Europe or wherever, uh, England, Sweden, wherever. And, um, um, the, all the kids, the parents give them condoms, you know, over there and everything. And they interviewed some of the kids over there, and uh, they said, "Well, what would you think if you like asking a girl? What would you think if you met a uh, a guy and uh, you went to have sex and he had condoms on him?" And they were like, "Well, I would think that you know he's a pretty cool guy and that you know he's responsible and he's mature and da 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 da." And same way with the. A guy meets a girl and she has a condom. Well, yeah, that's just smart being smart. You know, that's I, I would think better of them. Well, then they would interview kids over here, and if they ask a girl, "What would you think if you went out with a guy and you were started to go at it and, and he had a condom, he carried a condom on him?" and they would say, "Well, I think he was a scumbag," and I would think less of him. Hmm. And so it's just basically how America, even though. They love sex. They watch tons of porn and talk about you know that that, that sex. It's like, it's like that puritanical thing. Yeah, it's taboo, and it's you know you should. Oh my God, no, whatever. So anyway, it's interesting. Um, next thing I watched um, was another thirty for thirty about Marion Jones. Uh, Marion Jones press pause. She was a Olympic runner uh, who won like a shitload of gold medals, and then guess what? She was doing steroids, and they asked her, "Are you doing steroids?" No, I would never do steroids. I don't do steroids unequivocally. I don't do steroids. Well, guess what? She was doing fucking steroids, and she ended up going to prison. She was in uh, uh, she was in school the same time I was. Like we went to school together. Fucker. I mean, well, no, I never, I, I never even saw her actually. Um, she uh, she was doing the Olympics thing while still in college, I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, she went. We went to the same university. Oh no, she graduated ninety. Yeah, so she graduated the year I started at the school. She's. She was two years ahead of me, but only one year older than me. So, think you could have. Mm-hmm. She probably had one of those enlarged clits from yeah steroids. Um, but then you know she's out and um, um, doing the talking to kids thing about um, drugs and stuff. And um, she tried out for the, um, or actually tried out and uh, got on the uh, WNBA team. She was a good basketball player too. After she got out of prison. Next thing I watched was uh, when Captain America throws his mighty shield. <laughs> I watched Captain America with Chris Evans. Uh, Netflix Instant Watch. Uh, I like Captain America. I like him as a person. Uh, I think Chris Evans does a good job. He he's really good in um, in uh, Avengers uh, playing Captain America because he um, you know Tony Stark. Uh, the, the clash between him and Tony Stark as far as their what they believe in and everything. Pretty good. Like Chris Evans. Like him better than Tony Stark. <laughs> Next thing I watched was uh, Clash. Uh, Johnny Tree Nguyen and Veronica No, or it's NGO, so I guess that's No. Uh, it's on Netflix Instant Watch. It is a, um, you know, lots of, uh, lots of karate, lots of fighting, newer movie. Uh, hot Chick, Veronica No. Uh, it's very, very, uh, check it out, check it out. Uh, it's it's pretty good. Got a lot of a lot of that chop soggy action. <laughs> uh, next thing I watched was um, <laughs> the third for thirty Pony Excess, which is about uh, SMU uh, when Eric Dickerson and um, 
was there and uh, how they paid all the players and not all of them, but they paid they paid players to come there. And these players actually had like contracts that they got paid a certain amount every week oh, and kinds of shit. And um, then when they got caught, and the NCAA said, "Okay, you either clean this up, and if you get caught one more time, we're giving you the death penalty, which was uh, no no games for an entire year and all these sanctions and everything." Well, they kept paying them. Because the boosters were like, you don't understand. We have contracts with these people. If we stop paying them, they will go and tell on us, and we'll really get in trouble. So it was, it was, it was pretty interesting. That was a good one. Um, next, another one, 30 for 30. I watched Unguarded. Uh, this was uh, really good. This was probably, out of the ones that I've watched so far, was one of the best ones. Uh, this guy, Chris Heron, he played basketball um, in um, like New England, up around the Boston area. Then uh, went to Boston College, uh, got kicked out of Boston College, went to Fresno State with Jerry Tartanian, ended up going to the Celtics, uh, or Denver first, then the Celtics. Uh, it had a little uh, drug problem. Uh, it's very good. This, uh, Like I said, it's one of the best ones. Uh, uh, I liked it. Okay. Uh, and then right before we went on, on the air, this is the air, whatever. We're not yes. even really on the air. The tubes. Um Right before we got it, on the hard drive. Yeah, uh, watched another th- the last 30 for 30, which is Reggie Miller versus the New York Knicks. Uh, this was pretty funny because I remember watching that and I rooted for the Knicks. <laughs> and and uh, it's funny, just everybody's pretty lighthearted about it and how he got on everybody's nerves and fucked with their heads and talked trash and they got Spike Lee on there and uh, uh, it's a good watch. Uh, if you're a sports fan, uh, these are pretty good. I don't know if you, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Now that one uh, unguarded about Chris Heron, um, I think that's one that if you weren't a sports fan that you could probably watch and and be like, oh, that's pretty good. But I think a lot of the other ones, I don't, I don't, you know, if you're not a sports fan, I don't foresee somebody sitting there saying, "Oh, let's watch the you know the one about fucking this." I don't know. There's, a few, of, there's a few of them that are kind of universal, and there's some that are pretty sports specific. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, was shocked when I was sitting here the other night and found out that uh, Tony Scott jumped off a fucking bridge and killed oh, himself. Awful. Yeah, and and I still I still think it's. You know, there's the there's the rumor that he found out he had inoperable brain cancer or something, and then there, then his wife is saying that's not true. So I don't know what what was going on. So um, I guess he left a note. I don't know what the note said. I haven't seen that. It said, "Silver and gold, baby. Silver and gold. I don't know what it means. <laughs> Silverandgold.com or iTunes. Oh, there were some people. Oh my, you know." Uh, that's so that's so horrible and everything. And I said, well, I'm going to reserve the re- reserve uh, comment because, like the Chris Benoit thing, mm-hmm. when they were getting ready and they found out he was dead, and then everybody's on there crying about how great he was, and then the next day they find out that he murdered his wife and kid and oh. all this shit, you know. Awful. So you find out, you know. Yeah. Well, so you had a, you had a pretty action packed week. Um, as I said, mine was Seem- quite a bit. There's slower, thirty so. for. Uh, it's weird putting them on there for me because um, I know they're real. They're documentaries and they're done by real movie makers, but I don't know why. It just seems like you're watching just you know a sports show or something. I don't. Know. But they're good. Hey man, just go with it. Just roll with it, man. All right. He can do it. I can. <laughs> so what I've been watching. So um, 
Yeah, I watched. Um, well, I forgot this one uh, a little while ago. Woo, mud butt. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I, I forgot to check in on this, so I totally forgot to mention it. I don't even know if it was last week or it could have been the week before, but I watched the Dudley Moore movie Ar- Arthur. Um, I, I couldn't remember if I'd ever seen it. You know, I'm still sticking to my trying to watch new movies only thing. Yeah. Um and I'm going to be I'm tempting myself this week because I just bought a new Predator Blu-ray and I really want to fucking pop it in and see what it oh, see what I'd love on. to see that on Blu-ray. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a new there's a new version of it apparently like I don't I don't know if it's any good or not if the print's any good but it's like the ultimate hunter edition or something but it's got a commentary and stuff on it. And it's like 10 bucks at best It's not right Schwarzenegger now. is it? I think Schwarzenegger's in that one, yeah. Um I mean yeah. Schwarzenegger commentary no, no, no! Thank God, no. <laughs> it's the director. So, um, but yeah, I watched Arthur, and I might have seen this when I was a kid. The um, this is really good. I, I mean, I didn't suspect it wouldn't be, but um, the guy that plays the butler, um, or yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he was so good. Um, didn't he get like Academy Award nomination? For oh, that did he? Something? Okay, I don't even know. The yeah, um, I think Zach Gilgood. What was that? John Gilgood. John, oh shit! I just looked up the fucking. It, I just clicked on the IMDb link and it took to the to, took me to the 2011 one where Helen. Oh, Mirren, what a fucking piece of shit that fucking turd was! I hate that fucking. Helen Mirren played Hobson in that one, um, but no, uh, the original uh, Hobson was, was. There was some touching moments in it. I liked it a lot. Um, uh, maybe I'll have to watch the second one. That was John Gilgood. Okay, bro. Um, but I liked it a lot. Um, let's see. And I watched uh, the, the what else? Let me see if I can get anything else out of the way. Nope, that was the only other thing. <laughs> no, 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 no. I watched um, a Lorenzo Lamas movie mm-hmm. called, uh, and I mentioned. I think I mentioned it last week. The um, oh shit! I just blanked on the name of it. Uh, the Bounty Tracker, Lorenzo Lamas and the Mateus uh, Hughes, the guy from the from. Dark Angel that we watched last week, mm-hmm, the German guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it was okay. Uh, um, I think it might have been direct video. It's early '90s and and looks a lot like it. Um, it's kind of a he's a bounty hunter and he's heading out to L.A. to like see his brother and his brother's tied up in this. Oh, so it's modern day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It almost well, sounded like a the name of it almost sounds like a spaghetti western. Yeah, I've never heard know. the term bounty tracker before. But yeah. everybody in the movie refers to him in, not as a bounty hunter, but a bounty tracker. And that's what he is. He's just a bounty hunter. He used to be a cop, and now he just, like, you know, goes undercover or whatever. It's a really funny scene when he, he's he got glasses on. He's supposed to be, like, this, like, Oxford nerd or something, and he's going into this bar to bust these guys. <laughs> and uh, it's 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 pretty dumb. But he's doing a lot of spin kicks in it and stuff. And shows dick. Did not show his dick, but he did take no. his shirt off, so... Um, I wonder if Lamas ever did show his wiener. I don't know. Probably not. I mean, he did. He did like uh, soap operas and stuff. So yeah, he just he just did the shirt off, and that was about it. Um, He's a disappointment. I don't know one disappointment after another, but it it, it, it it was all right. I mean, you know, kind of generic, really bad acting, um, but not a lot. Nothing really over the top that really made it stand out. But Mateus Hughes was pretty good. Um, he had a, I mean, he had actual lines in this movie. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah. And so then I watched, um, and this is before I listened to the gentleman's review from last week, but I watched the raid redemption. Mm. Oh, what a turd, <laughs> not a turd. Um, 
I, I there was a quite a long discussion on our Facebook group about this. Now, it it probably came across in the discussion that I really fucking hated the movie, which is really it's it's far from the truth. I really liked it, but I really, really, really wanted to like it more. Um, some of the I, and and it's a total personal thing for me. Um, but the motion sickness thing, the oh yeah, some of the way this is filmed. It's handheld, and I don't have a problem with handheld. I, you know, in um, oh, in the Save the Green Planet, I think one of the two we watched this week, there was a handheld camera. Uh, it, no, it was No Mercy for the Rude. Uh, they had handheld camera for some of the fight scenes, and it didn't bother me at all because it actually looked like handheld camera. My my issue with the one in the raid is that it looked unnatural. It looked like maybe it was digitally added in later. The 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 camera shaking and it was fucking mm. making me sick and this is only on my tv i could not imagine mm. watching some of this action on a big screen because i would have i would have died and i mentioned i mentioned the uh the movie um uh, trouble the water it's a documentary about katrina mm. and, and part of that movie has footage of from a family who recorded what they were going through who did not leave the ninth ward as it was flooding mm. um and it was really disappointing because I, I couldn't watch most of those scenes because the the way the handheld camera does, and that was a, a legit like shake, but not in the hands of a cinema, cinematographer, just from somebody holding a camera. And it was mm-hmm. making. I mean, and I hate that. It's really frustrating for me when I watch a movie and it, it's something technical like that keeps me from enjoying it. This movie. <laughs> If some of the fight scenes and stuff, if so, or it's and in particular some of the quiet moments that are still have that weird like kind of round wobble to it, if that was removed almost entirely, it could have been a, a fucking nine for me. But the, it, my issues with it, I, I I don't know that I can even watch this and enjoy it. Maybe I, I'm gonna have to revisit it because there's some amazing stuff in it. The um, eco uways. Uh, the guy from Marantile that we reviewed is—he's special, um, and the, uh, the gentleman didn't mention him too much. But I, I did listen to their review afterwards, and I agree with pretty much everything they say. But the the guy that plays Mad Dog, and I know you had issue with him. I mm-hmm. this guy is a masterpiece. This I mean, I fucking—he was—he's mm. a beast. And I know mm. you. Did, I know you have issue with him because he's a smaller guy. Uh, he just doesn't even look mean. He, he, he. You know, you know. Okay, what was the the one movie we watched? Um, was it last week? And it had the one Asian guy in it that always is in all the movies that has a goatee and long hair. Oh, Al, Al Lung, He might not yeah. even. Yeah, that his that he's just a younger version of that guy. <laughs> I mean, he he can fucking fight like crazy and everything. Yeah, but it it'd be like if you took fucking. Uh, I don't know. He just he he his face is too. He he doesn't look mean in any way. Even when he tries to look mean, he and he looks very very young, very small. Uh, I don't know. He just he just did not come off as menacing to me at all. He's probably he know you know who he is. He was when we watched Marintel. He's the guy from the elevator scene. Marintel. Do you remember the Marintel. elevator scene? Fuck no. The big fight in the, the elevator. elevator scene. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's yeah, him. Yeah. Same guy. Well. Yeah. 
But um, I mean, like I said, he's good. I mean, his 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 karate and stuff looks good and everything. But I just I I, I just whatever. I mean, what, you know, hey, what what worked? For, I look for, what worked about him for me is that he it it was he was kind of uh you, you weren't you didn't know what to expect. Like you didn't even know at first who Mad Dog was. You just heard about the main guy, the big bad guys, two like henchmen. Uh, two main henchmen, right. and you know, one was kind of scientific minded, and the other one was just fucking like a loose peg. And um, you didn't know who it was going to be because they, you know, they were just standing there all the time. And you know, I thought it was cool. I liked the I liked the little twist it gave you because you weren't sure who he was going to be. But yeah, well, I thought the, the my my own my one and only problem with the whole movie was <clears throat> the two fight scenes with. Mad Dog, mm-hmm. they just went on ex- – and I know that, okay, this type of action movie, this type of martial arts movie isn't uh, supposed to be – you know, uh, 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 it's for entertainment, not for realism. Right. It's almost like a Shaw Brothers where they're, ha, hoo, ha, hoo, ha, 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 hoo, ha. And nobody can see what I'm doing, but I'm doing block, 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 kick, block, block, <laughs> kick, kick, block, kick, 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 block, and And they go on and on and on and on and on. <laughs> but especially when he was fighting both of them. I mean, that just went on and on. And it, it, went, it was just, it, it was too unreal. It was just too fucking unreal. Uh, but other than that, uh, I, because of the because of the way that some of the action was shot, I I, I ended up preferring the tense moments instead. Um, yeah. The uh, oh man, they did, and like they said on the GGTMC, they they really fucking man, they built the tension yeah. when he was stab that one guy was stabbing that fucking machete through the wall, <laughs> and it just fucking got that guy's cheek. I was like, oh my. <laughs> And you, I mean, if you remember the last the last fight in Marantau was also pretty drawn out like that. So it might just be the way this guy's gonna, you know, do his thing. Do you remember my review of Marantau? I don't. I mean, I would just remember it was Marantau. probably kind of the same. Yeah. Marantau. Yeah, you know, that's the only thing anybody remembers. Marantau. And so that's you know just shows that you know uh, they. I don't know what it shows. But anyway, you didn't like it. That's fine. <laughs> I hated it. I fucking no. I now what was the deal with you giving it the finger on fucking on no, Facebook I was not, and I saying was, I, it was that that finger probably should have been pointed towards the camera instead. I was not flipping off the movie. I was flipping off the fact that the fucking that Best Buy was selling the fucking movie for twenty five dollars, and oh, yeah. I went I went two minutes down the street and rented it for a dollar, and it's like come on. I mean, and ultimately, I guess I I don't know. I still might end up buying it honestly. Um, when I revisit it, uh, you know, know what though, honest to God, I don't know if I will buy it. Um, I watched it, uh, the first time I watched it, I was like, man, that was fucking, well, you know, it's really good. Uh, and then I watched it, I think the next night mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, it's almost like a comedy once you've watched it once that it, uh, you kind of, you know, st- I don't know. Didn't work. It's, for it's, you well. it's good, but yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just. I, I like the, but I, I still I think that I like the, uh, I liked the gun stuff, right? And I liked when uh, I, 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 uh, <laughs> I did compare it, and when I was watching it, I thought this is almost like a fucking zombie movie. You know what Whereas it was like? Have you seen the horde? A horror movie. 
Have you seen The, the Horde, the French movie? Nah, The that, Horde. It reminded me a lot I of dated. that. <laughs> I dated a Horde or two. Um, the Horde no, is a very similar movie with a a group of SWAT team, uh, like a SWAT team guys. But in this one, like the bad guys and the good guys have to team up because there's zombies fucking like sieging this like run down tenement they're in, and mm-hmm. it, it it reminded me a lot of it. Um, the, well, I saw uh, one of my friends. I said, "This seems like it's almost like a fucking horror movie," you know. Yeah. Uh, some, some of it made me think of uh, like the, I guess, the scene with the hammer, and some of the fights made me think of Old Boy as well. So, well, one thing I'll be finding out shortly is uh, when you watch the previews to Dread 3D, uh, there's like a I can't remember how many stories this skyscraper is where all the druggies are and everything, mm-hmm. and uh, it's kind of like that. You know, Judge Dread and Judge Anderson are in there, and uh, you know. Do you know how often we get a judge in here? Well, you got one now. You know, fuck, man, I can't it. wait to see it. I have a boner to watch the Judge Dredd movie. I need to I need to watch, read some of the comics. I've never read the comics before. I've, you only, need to know. I've only seen the fucking Sly movie, so. Uh, uh, um, <laughs> fuck him. You know what? I've almost talked myself out of going to see Expendables 2. Really? Because <laughs> I, I Stallone just kind of I don't know, but you know what? Seriously, when I went to see the first one, I liked it, but my main problem with the movie was the action was good, but those guys are fucking. I mean, they're not really very good actors. A lot of them, <laughs> and, and uh, you know, what's Schwarz- the, in the first one? The scene with Schwarzenegger and and uh, and uh, Stallone and Bruce Willis. Like I, I mean, my opinion was Bruce Willis seemed like Laurence Olivier standing there with fucking Joe <laughs> D'Alessandro and uh, I don't know who else, uh, Mark Wahlberg, because no, yeah. those guys can't, they're not, and Chuck Norris isn't a good actor, Randy Couture is not a fucking good, and those guys doing, well, Randy Couture talking on that plane about his fucking ear, that was horrible. <laughs> um, what was the, what was Statham's character's last name in that movie? Christmas, Christmas, and what was what, what was uh, what was Jim Carrey's character's last name in Dumb and Dumber? Was it Christmas? <laughs> I think it was, I think it was Lloyd know. Christmas. <laughs> yes, Lloyd. So, I just some, something to think Lloyd. about. Okay, um, that's that was it. Um, that was my kind of. They could have Carrey. Jeff Daniels the next. That was my half my half rant about the raid. Um, it, it's a movie I really liked. But goddamn, I thought you're, you, you seemed like a lot more venomous online, I, and now you're doing, and you're backing off. I, well, Did somebody I, talk about of it? No, I was just, I was, I was frustrated as I was watching it because I was like, I want to fucking just watch this movie, and I have to look away from time to time because I feel like I'm going to get sick, and it was driving me crazy. Yeah, oh. I've never had that, and I remember Will and Sammy talking about getting sick watching. Um, Enter the Void, and I watched. I mean, they watched it in the theater, though. But I, I just, I've Enter never the Void had would that. have killed me in the theater too. Yeah. That'd have been great if you get sick. Oh, ugh. Anyway, let's take a break right. and uh, come back and do some. Um, let's just do Save the Green Planet first. How about that? Since it's first in the in the like chronological orders and shit. Okay. Uh, we'll be right back.
Do you find yourself looking for a different type of genre podcast? Do you find yourself on the weekends wondering when you will find that one film that might change your life? Well, then maybe you should check out The Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema with your host Big Willie and the Samurai. Bringing class to the trash since 1977 and rocking the house. You can find the gentleman at ggtmc.com. Bringing class to the trash. Bunch of gazelles, where the leopards grab the wildebeest down by his tail. You see the chimps, they grow hips, they hustle with slinging trees. Elephants for security that move tons of leaves. The bluebirds arrest parrots that love to talk of eagles to stalk. Freshwater trout under the wing of the hawk. You see the vultures pick the pockets of whatever remain in the brain. They watch for the shadow of the lion's mane. Whose roar is loud enough to take the stripes from a zebra. He camouflages bets in the spots of a cheetah. All right. Back from break. Uh, first film today, Save the Green Planet. From 2003. Directed by. And uh, all you guys will have to. Uh, up- I apologize in advance if I slaughter any uh, Korean pronunciations of names and such. Um, Jun Hwan Zhang. And uh, it's starring. Hakun Shin, who uh, he's he's the uh, theme of our double this week. Um, both of these films are chosen by uh, listener Heaven's Trash, who wrote in a little little email that we'll read a little later about these two films. So, also starring uh, Yun Shik Bike and Zhang Min Huang, and a couple other people. I've never heard of any of them. So, this is these are my first two Hakun Shin movies, and. Uh, I'll have to like check out more of his stuff because uh, he's an interesting actor. So, Sam, what did you think of Save the Green Planet? This was the second time you had seen this. So, <laughs> oh, I was waiting for the synopsis. Oh no, wait a minute. Oh, synopsis, right? Uh, Gu <laughs> believes that the world is on the verge of an alien invasion and sets out to save the world. Okay, well, this guy. Okay, now let me tell you something about this movie, people. It's fucking crazy, crazy. Uh, is it? Um, I was turned on to this, or turned turned on. So this wait a minute. Oh. I was turned on to this movie by um, Rach on Film, Girls on Film podcast, um, and uh, she said, "Hey, Zom, you've got to watch this movie." 
And so I was like, why are you talking like that? And so anyway. Um, <laughs> she said, I'm Australian. Oh, okay. Yeah, what? Liar! This movie's, uh, it, it was a, a fucking surprise because um, I was going to say it wasn't what I expected. But if I expected it to be what it was, then I must there, I have either a hell of an imagination or I'm really kind of odd. <laughs> um, it starts out uh, basically with this guy and his girl, his uh, sort of girlfriend, and um, they're a bit kooky. Um, <laughs> they're the kind of people that uh, you would say was Area 51, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, and uh, conspiracy theories, and um, uh, to the point of... Uh, I don't know, uh, wearing trash bags and these funky, um, like protective, uh, I don't know, hard hats, but that have, I mean, they have like homemade, homemade defense systems. Mm -hmm. And it just seems like something that some nerdy sci-fi person, um, that watch too much Star Trek or something. A UFO would come up with. like conspiracy theorist. Yeah, mm. yeah. And um, but except they're Asian. Anyway, um, so <laughs> what? Um, but they they pretty much um, they well they kidnap this rich industrialist guy, um, and you can tell right off the bat that the main character um who's <laughs> I always remember as honey because because uh the girl his girlfriend uh is always like honey um <laughs> but she but but he is a bit um fucked up in the head she is sort of a like she's a I, I don't know if I'd say she's a little slow she's but a, she's definitely she's, she's kind of a simpleton uh, there's something. Yeah, kinda, there's, there's one thing she does very well, and uh, and that's tightrope walk. And I'm not really smart enough to figure out if that was a statement on anything, but it's. It, well, well, there were several times where where she she also pulled his ass out of the fire, where he would he would fuck up uh, as far as abducting somebody or something like that. And and the only reason that the plan goes down is even though I think I mean. She's his he's Batman and she's his Robin or whatever and she's totally loyal to him because she's in love with him. She and she's, she's like a, she said, seems a pretty a pretty stout lady like she like she's yeah. she seems pretty fucking strong but it, you know it, it was, I was wondering as a, I, I've always wondered this in other movies too it's like when somebody can do something pretty unique I always wonder if the person was cast because they could do that or was that just something they realized she could do? Like this woman, you actually see her tightrope walking. And I was, yeah, cu- I was curious if like they put the call out for, well, we need we need a kind of a a little bit of a heavy set or plain looking woman that can tightrope walk, or if that was the if that was the call but it, out. But in, in some ways, I mean, it was kind of touching mm-hmm. the way, the way she was towards him, and she was very childlike. Uh, she she was just content to. To be around him, to be with her boyfriend, whatever he you know wanted to do, she was all for. It was almost like that show or that movie Bug that um, 
Al Friedkin did with Ashley Judd and uh, mm-hmm. oh, what's the fucking guy? Shannon, uh, Michael Shannon. Yeah, Michael Shannon. That um, even though, but I I think in that movie. Ashley Judd did think at first, you know, okay, this guy's fucking crazy. I don't know if this girl has the mental capacity to see that. Well, now there was a, there was a couple of times where he was doing some things and she was it was really bothering her, but because she loved him, she was she would pretty much just do whatever he wanted. Um, but this movie is just full of uh, it's got funny, funny fucking shit in it. But it's got some kind of pretty disturb. It's a very dark comedy. Yes. It's got some very disturbing stuff in it. But then you're just—I mean—you're literally laughing while someone is kind of being tortured, pulling a <laughs> fucking nail out of his palm, basically. Oh, the- there was just some stuff when they—he—he the, the, has come up with in his uh, in his brain and for, through paranoia, hatred, paranoia. And reading all these conspiracy books about UFOs and everything, he's come up with like these home remedies on, you know, if, if you catch an alien, they have <laughs> they have three vulnerable spots. <laughs> the way they shot this, uh, like he was telling um, telling the girl, Sunni, once they have this, Sunni, yeah, yeah, he's like. Uh, um, they have three vulnerable spots, so we have to shave their heads because they can communicate uh, through their hair. Telepathically or all their hair, right? Antennas. <laughs> and then there are three vulnerable spots. He says there's three vulnerable spots, and they just go to this, like, um, picture. It's uh, a drawing of, the, of the a human, human form, yeah. <laughs> and the one was eyeballs, then the other one was the top of the feet, and then and each each area has a red circle where he's circled with a pen around the area. And of course, the last is the dick and balls. <laughs> And he's just, just like, he's like the eyes, the feet, and, and. And then it yeah. shows the drawing with the red circle around the dick balls. It's so funny because just the way they did it was just fucking uh, – just the way that the guy shoots some of the stuff is funny. But uh, uh, um, And then, like I said, like the home remedies, there are some kind of – it was almost like a Ben Gay muscle rub, muscle balm or something yeah. thing. And – they scraped all the skin off the top of the guy's fucking feet. <laughs> and then they started putting that bomb on there. I was like, ah! Like I screamed. And this is, this is, like I said, like a rich... It'd be like if you kidnapped Donald Trump. If they had it like a modern day when they kidnapped Donald Trump and doing all this shit to him. And um, throughout all the stuff that's being done to this guy, I mean, he's like, you fucking crazy fucker <laughs> and everything he and uh it, it there's a lot of stuff just him him um trying to escape and and uh the the what's his name i can't fucking remember these people's names uh, one, who you think lee, uh, lee, yeah, lee lee is the main guy and then uh, lee, kang is the lee, kang is the kang. is the bat is the industrialist yeah well then, you have a you kind of have a sub uh, 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 another story going along with uh, from the police point of view because mm-hmm. they know this guy's been kidnapped and he's really famous and and rich and everything and so you have a uh, and these characters are very colorful. Uh, you had this. He's almost like Columbo if you were to uh, talk to somebody from our you know um, culture. Uh, 
this this police detective who is really kind of a slob. Uh, <laughs> he's been demoted uh, on the police department. He's he's famous for solving crimes using his instinct. He says he uses his nose. You know, he just sniffs things out like a, a hound or something. And uh, but he's been kind of demoted or looked down on by the police because I think he doesn't really respect the the, the guys in charge of the authority. So they have his office in the um, uh, kitchen or the uh, of the cafeteria, I guess. So he has like all his files. Instead of having them in a filing cabinet, he has them in a stove. I thought. And, okay, I thought he just. I thought he, it seemed to me that he had gotten fired or something. No, because because and was when, working in a the, kitchen. Well, the young guy that was going to help him, or then there's there's a young cop, and he's going around with the other cops that don't like this guy. But when he gets in trouble. The, the the main cop that's kind of the asshole cop tells him, he says, uh, well, you know, okay, uh, guess what? You, you've just uh, been demoted to the kitchen. Oh, okay, okay. It's meant that he got fired, but I don't think that – I thought when I first saw it too, what you were thinking, but they wouldn't let him go around and be investigating or anything like that. Right, right. But I don't know. Maybe, you know, I don't know. But he still had police powers. I mean he still used them. Yeah, I mean, he, he had a pistol I, and carried a badge and everything. So, so anyway – um, he is on the case, and there's a young policeman who uh, is kind of going against what he's supposed to be doing because he admires him so much. Yeah. Inspector Two, uh, and um, now I like the old guy a lot. Um, at least I like I like the first half of the movie with him. He, he, it kind of changed a little bit uh, once he got more involved in the in the investigation. But I really liked how they introduced him, like with him picking up things and sniffing them and. Like he was just kind of a slob and like, like get the fuck away from me kind of guy, and I liked I liked him a lot. Well, and that's the that's the one thing about this movie is um, he's a very likable character. Like I said, he would be almost like Peter Falk in Columbo or something yeah. like that. So you really you you like the character and everything. So and and, and for me, I liked um, maybe it's because of well, I don't know why, but I liked. Um, both Lee and Sun-Yi, too. Even yeah. though you suspect pretty much throughout the thing and you know that Lee is a bit fucked up in the head. They established pretty early on that you know he is pr- kind of delusional and mm-hmm. kind of losing his shit and he has to take medication and that she's just kind of like, you know, she's not super bright. And she but just he has of- it in his head. The reason they kidnapped the guy is... He has it in his head that this guy is an alien. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they kind of go uh, – they show bits and pieces and like just quick flashbacks and things that he says that obviously he has kidnapped other people mm-hmm. and done the same experiments and tortures and stuff on them because he'll say, you know, an alien can only – a human can only withstand so many volts of the electricity before it will kill him. An alien, you know, whatever. So if it's 100 volts, well, then when he's getting ready to shock this guy, he tells her to turn it up, turn it up, turn it up. Turns it up to like, you know, I don't know, 1,000 volts. And he says, you know, a a human can only withstand 100 volts for three minutes. Well, he has her turn it up to like, you know, 2,000 volts. (laughs) Put on the guy in front of There's all kinds of stuff. Uh, And the way that the, uh, like I said, it's a dark comedy. And the way that a lot of the torture stuff is shot it it does make you laugh because he'll start to do something and he'll get this look on his face like, 
<laughs> Here, I, you know, you're going to get this. He holds up this metal dildo looking thing that has a fucking hose to it. <laughs> now, I, I've got to wonder is that something. That thing was fucked up because it sh- oh. it's a it's a it's this long metal dildo that has holes in it and you don't know exactly what it's going to be at first but it's fucking hooked up to water so it will shoot out steam once it's yeah, inside. Honestly, now is that a real thing or did <laughs> is that I, something? I, I, well, what could, I mean, I don't. What would that be used for? It couldn't be used for anything because it would scald you <laughs> if it, if, it, if you stuck it up your asshole and hit that steam. There, I don't think there would be any S and M person in the world. I don't that know. Would There's people that eat fucking like half formed baby ducks and shit. Maybe it's some way to cook a cook an animal. <laughs> I don't know, man. But he put KY jelly all over it, man. He was being very, uh, very liberal with the uh, the the KY. Um, <laughs> He's like half that fucking bottle squirting on that thing. And then the one part I can't remember what happened. Oh, the guy, uh, he suspected that the guy was, I think she took her hat off. And he said, you can't take the hat off because they can use their tele- telepathy on you or whatever. Yeah. So she took her hat off, and he got pissed off about something. And so she she went out of the room, and all you could see was from her perspective. And this you could just hear that guy in there just fucking screaming. So you knew he was doing something to punish him or torture him. And she's closing her eyes like as tight as she can, like a little kid that does it, you know. That, and put her hands over her ears, and you're like, oh, my God, what is this? Then when she comes back in, <laughs> he has these two big burn marks that are the exact shape of a fucking clothes iron on his chest. And so he was just one of her, just, you know. So there's a lot of shit like that. Oh, yeah. and, and it's funny because when you're talking about, like, you know, nailing someone's hands to a board or uh, smashing their legs or sticking the steam dildo up their ass or whatever, you know, it's like, God, this is so horrible. Why are you laughing? But it's just the way it was, it's fucking shot. The looks on on Lee's face mm-hmm. and when he show, he holds up something and the guy's like, oh, my God. And then you see the looks on the on uh, Kang's face too. Uh, the look of horror. <laughs> but then he's always like, you'll never beat me. Because there's several times where he, uh, Kang, Mr. Kang, um, either, you know, escapes or tries to escape and, and gets, gets the upper hand. And when he does, he's like, you'll never, you, you could never beat me. You're a piece of shit. You're a loser. I'm a winner. Yeah. I'm successful and you're nothing. And if somebody like you will always be a loser and you're just like, Oh, this is so fucking funny. The, um, what, what, what both films do well is kind of blending sometimes absurdity and kind of quirky humor with, increasing like uh, tension and and you, you re- and more like drama as it goes on and even melodrama a few times but i think that's pretty typical of korean film in general but it, they they do well at starting off in with one tone and transitioning throughout as a you know as you learn more or the story progresses or whatever i think both of them did a, a good job at that mm-hmm. and and there, there's there are parts in it Especially toward the end, that are so uh, they're heartbreaking. I mean, yeah. and 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 even parts with um, with uh, Lee and you know um, Sunyi, um, because she really does love him, and she is like a child, like almost like a child. And you just want it's almost like um, oh um, the one with uh, Anthony Quinn. 
whatever, whatever. And, and the girl is the, the clown and he's the strong man in the circus. You almost, you, you just, you're just rooting for them, for him to just say, you know, this girl loves me and for him to, you know, just say, fuck all this shit, you know, all this mm-hmm. craziness and everything and all the bitterness and everything. And she's, this girl's right here with it and she loves you. And, but he's in the past and he, he's a, and then when they show why he is the way he is, it's like, oh my God, it's just really awful. Um, but there's twists and turns. I, I, I this one kept me guessing. I, it, I thought I'd figured it out like four times and, yeah, it did. Some then something else would happen. So yeah, but you know, it's it's one of those ones that you have to you really have to see it and experience it for all that it is mm-hmm. because it really is like a roller coaster of emotion and humor and you know just insanity and um, but it's it's very enjoyable mm-hmm. uh, uh, and it'll make you laugh your ass off. But like I said, then when it <laughs> when it gets down to it, uh, it gets really. Um, it really plays with your heartstrings and twists your brain a little bit, you know. Yeah, yeah. So. And I, I mean, I honestly, like I said, like I told you, I, I didn't take great notes on this, but I, it's one. It can be hard to take notes sometimes with, for me, with uh, subtitled films. But yeah, I, I kept watching because I didn't feel the need to make observational things like usual or anything like that. It's like. And it, and it's hard to completely talk about this without spoiling things because there's several twists in it that are best experienced yeah. without being you know talked about first. But well, I must be perceptive because as I scroll down on IMDb, you get down to this one part and it says, uh, "Did you know?" And it says connections, and one of the references or connections of another movie that you can, I guess, a tenuous link mm-hmm. between this movie is La Strada, which is the Anthony Quinn movie. Oh, nice. <laughs> So that's kind of cool, but that's just more or less the uh, the um, uh, Giulietta Messina. It's a, a Fellini movie. Uh, she is the the clown, yeah. uh, and she's very childlike. But her her love is almost childlike, unconditional, like almost like a puppy yeah. to Anthony Quinn in that movie. And that's how Soon Yi is to Lee in this movie. Uh, and you know, I was really rooting for her, and but then there's parts where it's like. It messes with you because you're rooting for these people. You're rooting for a guy that kidnaps people and tortures them, and you know, it, yeah, and it it is it, it toys with that, and you go back and forth several times. So yeah, on, on yeah, I don't want to go any further because, yeah. like I said, it, it will. I don't want to fuck it up for you. But this is a definite recommend for yeah. Ha- ha- Hakun Shin is very good in it. Um, he. What I what I a thing I appreciate a lot about him is his 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 face. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a very animated face. So even when and we'll talk about this in the next film as well, especially in the next film. But um, even when he's not speaking, he acts like and 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 it touches back to the melodrama. But it, you know, some of it can be a little a little exaggerated, but it works. Like you know when when he's feeling joy or when he's like, you know, when he's in pain or, or anything like that. I mean, it's almost like, uh, I'm trying to think, you know, like you know, with the eyebrows raised when thinking or stuff like that. But like, right. um, he almost has a rubbery type face at times mm-hmm. where his, where it's, where he's acting without speaking and it's, it's good. And for someone to pull, pull that off, uh, either, like I said, when they're not talking or when, 
I don't speak the language that they're speaking. Right. When you can kind of get the gist of what's going on just by looking, that's I mean that's that's a testament to a pretty good actor. And I and you know I'm glad uh, I'm glad I've discovered a well been not really discovered. I'm glad I've been shown a couple of these uh, of performances of his now. So I'll definitely be checking more stuff out. But we can get in our ratings here because honestly I don't have a lot to add that we haven't yeah. really talked about already. Um. This movie, there, I I can't think of anything really, really wrong with it. Um, I was pretty happy all the way around. Uh, there's there's a couple of things that happened to people that I didn't like because I liked people, certain people, <laughs> right? But. I like that they did what they did because they could have went the easy route. Mm-hmm. Uh, 9.5. Wow, wow. Okay. The, um, if, I can't I, think of anything wrong. I mean, you know, really, I can't think of any. I, I watched it twice. I even this time I was like just laughing and and like oh shit you know and and, and I just sitting here thinking I can't think of anything. What can you think of anything like really? My my only and they're small, but my only gripes of it are subtitles. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to fucking read. This ain't a book. Yeah, a um, stupid movie. Inspector the I didn't like the 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 change in Inspector Chu because once he's introduced. To in into Lee's, I guess environment. It's almost like he's a different person. Um, he wasn't kind of he wasn't he didn't seem as gruff. He didn't seem as like I don't know. Like he wasn't like smelling things and stuff like that. He well, really, but I mean, you have to figure though. He's he is um, he's playing a role to Lee. Yeah, because yeah. he's in that environment. He's 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 having to act like. That he's just he was just out and he just happened to stop by because it was getting late. And, it seemed like he became know. more of like a generic cop at that point, and mm-hmm. it didn't have the same the 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 same like character that I appreciated of him at the beginning. Yeah, and like I said, it's a small thing. And then another, it it, it, it could have been a little tighter because it by the end it's like oh oh okay we're we're gonna do that again. But I think if the movie was about fifteen minutes, cut about fifteen minutes yeah. in the various places, it could have helped it flow a little bit better because. And I think that's a I think that's a Korean film thing. Like it's rare to find a Korean film made after two thousand that isn't about two, two hours, hours long. long. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it could have been it could have been a little shorter, a little tighter. So, but um, I'm I'm honestly very close to you. I'm, I'm a eight point five. I I enjoyed this a lot, and um, I you know I'll be checking out more by him and probably watching this movie again. So, cool. Um, nice short tight review there. Tight. Uh, Let's take a break and come back and review uh, No Mercy for the Rude, another one that uh, Podcast Without Honor Humanities covered. We'll be right back. This is a Ray John Film from the Girls on Film Radio. Are you tired of all those vegetarian or vegan podcasts? We just listened to what the Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema had to say about the Girls on Film Radio. A lot of good meat in there. There's a lot of good meat in there uh, that the girls talk about. You guys got a lot of nice meat over there at the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So there you have it. The meaty film discussion by meaty women. Listen to Girls on Film Radio. 
details on film.podomatic.com. film No Mercy for the Rude from 2006 um, this one's directed by Chiul He Park oh ooh, that's a bad one uh, Dom I'll let you introduce it here a mute hitman vows to kill only the rude save up enough money for tongue surgery <laughs> um this is uh, again Hakyun Shin. Um, this one, this time, has Ji Hyun and Minjun Kim. Minjun Kim plays Ballet Killer. I liked him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Ji Hyun plays She. <laughs> Another weird name. So, oh, and then San Kang as Kid. <laughs> so nobody really had names in this movie. They were just kind of, they just kind of did their thing. Um, and uh, the the synopsis is is pretty straight on, and this this is another one that starts off one way. You think it's going to be a kind of a quirky little film, and it gets kind of heavy by the end. So, um, so, and like I said, I like the I like that quirky intro. The um, we get to see bullfighting, which is fucking barbaric all the time. But uh, I hate that shit. Yeah. Um. But the Hashun Kin, ha, God, I knew I was gonna fuck up his name. Hakun Shin's character, well, his name his name is Killa on <laughs> Killa on uh, on IMDb. Killa! But um, oh. <laughs> Shin, he kind of fashions himself a bullfighter. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason he's mute, you find out, is that his tongue is too short, so he's never been able to form his words or anything like that. It's kind of a I guess a genetic thing. Um, uh-huh. And he kind of admires the bullfighters, but since there are no bulls in Korea, or so he says, obviously there are if they have cows, if they have yeah. beef. But I mean, Japan has Kobe beef. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously they're there, but there's no bullfighting. Um, right. But uh, he, he, he likes to fight with a single blade. Um, and he, you know, he'll, it's a funny scene right at the beginning where he's standing in his underwear, kind of flapping this little cheap, it's like, I guess it's a scarf or something around as his cape, <laughs> kind of doing the whole dance that a bullfighter does. But, um, the, the entire film is narrated by, by Shin, but not, 
like he he doesn't speak um he is he is mute and that that this is what i watched first and i was already on board with him because of his ability to perform without saying anything um he uh he's supposed to be this badass hitman what was that <laughs> what and what was what was interesting is that he's not really badass you see him uh you see him a few times like he's good with a blade like he used to be a, a chef or something but the, the being a chef doesn't make enough money and this really sketchy doctor and i don't i don't know if i was missing a joke here but he sees a urologist for advice on what to do about his tongue yeah. <laughs> which is kind of weird i don't know if there was a, jo- a joke that i was missing there but uh, by, beside the fact that it's just, um and this guy's like yeah i know a guy in japan that can help you you know, with your surgery, but it's going to be a hundred thousand dollars. So that's when he takes up killing. He gets in this group of really bizarre guys. Uh, one guy who's kind of, I guess, fashions himself a Sonny Chiba type killer. Um, he's good at breaking necks. Apparently, <laughs> kind of like Mad Dog in in the raid. He does like a spinning neck breaker kind of move to finish guys off. Shake right on roll. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. I like that, but. Um, and then there's the the ballet killer who kind of does a dance when he kills guys. He also fights with a single blade, but his is a lot longer. It's almost like a machete. And he just spins around. He always wears these ruffled shirts and stuff. And then you have Shin who he always wears leather and he always wears black shades. Look at leather underwear. And he loves <laughs> he even wears leather underwear, yes. And uh, he always gorges himself on seafood and whiskey after he kills somebody. <laughs> Ugh. Fucking gross look. I, I'm not a seafood fan, so when people would eat seafood in this, it was pretty fucking gross, especially when the chick did, and she ate that fucking little baby octopus, just stuffed it in her mouth. <laughs> Ugh, that was pretty gross. What was that fucking that running joke about the fucking pepper? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that, you think that's another thing. You think it's just going to be goofy, and like that was in the trailer as well, or in one of the little trailers. And there's a, there's a running joke where he's he can't get to liquid for some reason. He like he, he dares himself with these little peppers. And I had a guy at work at the theater a couple of weeks ago, do the same thing. This is somebody uh, that had left these short green peppers like that. <laughs> and he picked one up and I was like, I don't know. I, I heard these are kind of spicy and he bites <laughs> off half that thing. And he's like, it's not too bad. Then all of a sudden he's like, Fuck. That's famous last word. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's not too bad. <laughs> and then he fucking was guzzling the milk after that. But, uh, Shin's character obviously he can't, he can't get to the milk for one reason or another. Well, one of the kids is stealing him, but um, you get a J and B sighting, which I almost missed. I posted oh, it on I the gentleman's. That. I missed it on the gentleman's guide page. Uh, I, I missed it. I posted it there. It it wasn't a yellow label, which is why you missed it. Um, it's when the girl first comes over to him and he's like, look at her. What a whore. She's flirting oh, yeah. with everybody. And she comes over and just open mouths, kissed them and sits down. He's like, can I have some? That bottle she picks up was J and B, but it didn't have a yellow label. It had, it just had the J and B logo on it. So maybe in Korea, there's no yellow label J and B. Um, Fucking Koreans. <laughs> uh, so she kind of is a force of nature. You know, she's forcing her way into his life. Um, she just won't leave. And I really liked this as the, his character develops. Um, 
he's almost kind of clumsy. Like he kicks the, he tries to kick a door down at the beginning. He kicks it hard enough for the door to, to break, but he fucking, he just falls down and he goes inside. This is the very first kill. So it's not really, it's not spoiling anything. This huge fucker in this room. I don't know what this guy was doing in there. It's this, this just like empty room with a table and the guy's just sitting in there and stabs the dude right in the chest. And the dude's like, am I going to die? It's like, <laughs> fucking attacking king kong bundy or something (laughs) so this fat dude just picks him up and starts like slamming him against the wall and stuff and they're like i really laughed because as he's slamming against the wall the lights are turning on and off because he's hitting the lights well at that part i i I was expecting that he was going to be this like like you said this badass assassin (laughs) yeah that's going to do all the shit and then when he kicked the door (laughs) and stuff and then at one point he has a gun and he and he he like tries to roll and shoot at the same time but he ends up shooting all over the place (laughs) Nobody saw, nobody saw him really do it. Yeah, like, so no, I mean, it wasn't like in. he was, you know, like this elite <laughs> assassin guy. But he did, you know, he had the the one like the, almost like the like the bullfighter with just the or a fencer or something mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. you just had that one thrust. He just practiced that one thrust, you know, to the to you know the the the, the, the heart. Yeah, and there's a there's, the, a, the, few, the, the. there's a few running gags in it, like when he you know getting cut in the same arm every time. Like he, gets, <laughs> yeah. he gets attacked. He's like the same. It's the same arm, but it's you know when it, when he reacts, he's reacting. I wonder if they face. got that from Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid because Steve Martin got got shot like about twenty times in the same <laughs> arm in the same hole, <laughs> and the girl every time uh, it was it'd be like Lauren Bacall or something like that would have to suck the bullet out, and she'd be like <laughs> sucking on his arm, and the, it'd be like almost like she was sucking his dick. I haven't seen that. I need to see that. That's a good fucking movie. <laughs> um. But the, uh, the the his reactions would always be narrated over. Um, he would call the girl a bitch or whatever, but just in his mind, basically, <laughs> as a, he's trying to ignore her. And they have an on again, off again relationship where you know she'll just show up. And the first scene is funny because she kind of just follows him home, and she's kind of a bitch, and you don't really know why, but she's just mean to him all the time, and just runs right over him, and then shows up at his house and. Sits on his dick. <laughs> right. For three days, sits on his dick because he feeds her. She's like, well, let's have an adult ex- – let's have some adult exercises, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she teaches him how to fuck basically because he's not very good with women because he can't speak. And um, and there's some, there's some character development with her too that I don't want to really give up. Um, give out because it's kind of it, it kind of is central to the plot. Are you jerking off? What is going on over there? I'm scratching the top of my head. <laughs> I'm laying on the floor. I'm fucking intoxicated right now. Uh oh. Listening to your voice. <laughs> uh, go ahead. I'll be the asleep s- by the time this fucking thing's the over. S- the sultry sweet tones. Uh, now I'm getting sick. Okay. Oh, anyway, um, the um, but the, you know the the a lot of the guys. I'm trying to think what it was. Some uh, latex, two girls. It was Rocco. You know, so. <laughs> that was Rocco. That's all you need. Latex know. and a couple of girls and Rocco. The, um, it's hard to take anyone seriously in this movie, even though they're all doing serious things. Um, I, th- I guess the most serious actor might be the guy with the scar on his face is like the main henchman yeah. of the main bad guy. But everybody else is almost like a caricature. Um, mm-hmm. Some of the henchmen's like one of them has this fucking awful m- mushroom haircut. <laughs> 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 he kind of made me think of 
you remember the 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 assassin from Gross Point Blank that never really speaks? Yeah, he kind of uh, rem- he made me, he made me think of him for some reason. Benny the Jet. Uh, oh fuck, what's his name? He actually was a um, karate uh, tournament guy back okay, in the seventies, okay. and he trained Cusack. Okay, in, okay, uh, karate and stuff. Benny the Jet. Uh, I can't remember Uruguay's or something like that. I can't remember. He was always in those uh, old black belt magazines and oh, kung cool. fu. Magazines. Was he, is he French or? No, I think he's like uh, I think he's Hispanic. Or something. Oh, okay. Okay. No, no, I think he's uh, I think he's Mexican, maybe. Okay. Um, but the uh, you know, there's the there's the guy that hands out the jobs who has this helper with this polka dotted shirt. Oh God! <laughs> Another kind of simpleton, but he's like he's like. I need more sun in here. Can you go fix the blinds? <laughs> so they're having a co- serious conversation. Him and Shin. It's not. It's it's just really him talking to him, giving him his next job. And the whole time you're just seeing the lights change in the thing because he's opening and closing the blinds. <laughs> he's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> Buddha have mercy. That was his line. Goddamn, uh, the Peter Sellers fucking Clouseau <laughs> Pink Panther movie or something. Yeah. Um, oh, that's the that's the line when he goes in and he fucks up the the gun roll, but he's like, you use both a knife and a gun. Are you on drugs? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like using both. I only like using the knife. Yeah. So the, I, how about I, when the one, the, uh, she was playing with the goddamn gun with the kid. Oh, that was, <laughs> like, oh, it's not a real gun. She points again and pulls the trigger. I'm like, are you fucking insane? <laughs> that you could not pull off in an American film. Oh no, 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 no. If, they, if as soon as, uh, as soon as some, uh, Catholic league member saw, a woman pull a gun, have an empty gun, shoot at a child. It would be all over. So, the um, but yeah, it's it's there's a, that, with that scene, he doesn't kill one guy, and that's kind of like when you get the the character twist or not or the, the development of him that he he doesn't he has a thing for you know the you know he feels sorry for people. He yeah. doesn't. He doesn't want. And and you get kind of a flashback of him doing his first kill, and the guy was like, "Why are you doing this?" And blah blah blah. And and most of the jobs, I assume he does. He's kind of made it apparent to the guy that hands out the jobs that I don't want to kill people. Just that are, you know, they need to be. They need to kind of be assholes. Um, but it, you know, I like that. I liked his quote there. He's like, "I couldn't stab his innocent eyes." Is there? There's this kind of like this Man. guy, and it's the first guy that cuts his arm, but he still doesn't kill him after that out of rage and that that plays a part later on too when he kind of kills somebody without being paid for it yeah but um the guy he just felt sorry for the guy because he was high and but and like just was crying like please don't kill me and he's like i couldn't stab his innocent eyes hearts are my specialty i could have made a killing as a surgeon which is a great fucking line but the you know that's his thing he wants to just just kill the kill the assholes that's his like it becomes his his calling card and he always it seems like he always teams up with the ballet guy. Yeah. And they all have their reasons. I don't remember if they get into why the karate guy is doing what he's doing. He was funny though. He's this big loudmouth guy and he's like, "Ha, ah, the ocean. I haven't seen you in forever." <laughs> <laughs> and they're just fucking eating sea they they order uh, get delivery noodles and whiskey on the seaside. <laughs> And they're just sitting there eating noodles and getting hammered on the. That's when they they kind of have reunions and take each other's photos and everything. But like everybody's like a caricature. It's like everybody's loud or or has their thing. Um, and whenever something bad happens, the whole group is like ah! <laughs> like crying really big. Or <laughs> um, 
and the, but the you know just like Save the Green Planet, as the film goes on and you learn more about each character, you still have the weird quirkiness going on, but you're getting closer to certain characters, or you're getting more you're rooting more against somebody else, and it gets heavier, and it 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 it, it walks that line very well. Um, it's it's serious but silly at times at the same time you know there a good example is the 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 scene where there's a there's a few flashbacks of of his memories of a of a girl that he's he's always on the hunt for this ideal woman i guess uh they were both in a uh an orphanage and he yeah. had not seen her since she was adopted but she told him you know, she she helped him out because he was bullied and everything, and she she kind of saved the day, and they became closer. They were probably only like nine years old, and she you know she's a little harsh to him and everything, but she you know she gives him this book of poetry and says you know you need to learn how to write poetry, you know write write a masterpiece that'll be that could be your thing since she can't really speak. But there's a really good scene where she finds his poetry in his house because she just goes through his shit and everything. And I, I liked the scene when he threw her out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he threw out the kid too. Oh, and I didn't mention that. A kid is involved too because on the way home from sparing the drug addict guy, he finds this homeless kid and kind of takes him under his wing and lets him live at his house too. And I like the relationship that they have as well. And for some reason, the kid's in school, which I don't... <laughs> I didn't understand exactly how that was. If the kid tells everybody that that's his dad, that 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 part made sense. I didn't understand why he. If you're home, if you're a homeless kid, are you still going to go to school? You're probably going to be fucking trying to get food and shit. But um, the uh, but she finds one of his poems, and it's it's, it's a poem about a, a mom cow like cleaning off her baby her calf's yeah. face, and she's just fucking cracking up at it. Like, what's this shit? And <laughs> she's totally making fun of him, but his back is to her, and he's sitting at the table, and his head is tilted to the side, and he's got this huge, shit, like, shit-eating grin on his face. And it's it's amazing watching the two of them because she goes from laughing to, oh my god, this is great, and then you got him who he's almost in a trance, and I guess it's it's like I guess he, him hearing someone reading it his his poetry aloud. Is what he's liking. Like he, yeah. she's making fun of him, but he doesn't seem to care. He just likes hearing a voice. And he said, "I always wanted to show her this poem." But you know, I, I guess it's because hearing someone read his poetry aloud, it, it, it's like that's what he liked so much. Because he obviously had not heard anything aloud. So um, there's kind of an overarching story in it. It's really more of a character kind of thing. But he kind of gets tied up in this botched kill, and it's one guy and. A big boss, and so they kind of you have some recurring themes with that, with the guys like you know you fuck with us, we're gonna fuck with you kind of thing, and so they're dealing with that. But it's really more, it's really ultimately more of a character study between him, between the woman, and um, and the guys that are kind of around him. So, uh, but again, he was really awesome. So I, I want to hear what you thought of it too. It's good. It was good, and we'll get into our ratings. Um. <laughs> I liked, um, I'm getting so fucking nauseous right now. I swear to God. Uh, um, I liked the, uh, I was just sitting there where you were talking. I'm like, Oh my God, I feel like I'm going to fucking vomit. Um, the ballet guy, I liked, um, the part they're up on the, this, this rooftop 
And of course, you know, uh, leather main underwear guy. Um, <laughs> just call it a shin. shin. Leather underwear. Um, but they're up on this roof, and um, of course, he can't say anything, so he's just sitting there with his big dark Jim Morrison glasses on. And this, and he's just watching, and this guy is like, he is almost like uh, the way Shin is with uh, cooking. Uh, this this guy is the, the, that way with ballet, mm-hmm. and he just stands there and pirouettes and just uh, just does this this precision like spinning like a ballet dancer. You know, it's not like really fast or anything, but just one after the other after the other while he's talking. That was pretty cool. That's right. I, I didn't I didn't even mention it. I I only mentioned one guy. His he wanted to buy a building to open a dance studio. Yeah. Um, so they all have their reasons and they yeah. all have their specialties. So it's it's uh. But it's not played up. Um, now he was cool. He was yeah. just fucking cool. Even when he was fighting, he'd do a lot of the spinning stuff, and he'd have like a trench coat on, and it would fly up and everything. Um, and were, Kim. He's not been in a lot of stuff. Um, yeah. he's been in a lot of TV. It looks like. Um, I'm curious if he's if he's done any other action things. He's been in a movie called Pain and Pained, but it looks like he was only in a cameo yeah. in that one. Um, well, he should. He was really good. Yeah. Um, I liked the, and they even bring this up, the almost like family dynamic that's thrown together with yeah. this hodgepodge of um, Shen, she, and the kid. And <laughs> it almost reminds me of the uh, Save the Green Planet where, you know, the guy is kind of living in the past, uh, mm-hmm. thinking about this lost love, which is the you know the greatest love of his life or whatever, and wanting to get back to that and everything. Meanwhile, he can't see the forest for the trees because... He's got this and, overwhelming force in his family and his life all of a sudden. Yeah. Like, they're sleeping. <laughs> the girl and the kid are sleeping in the bed and he's laying balled up on the floor using a pile of books as a pillow. <laughs> <laughs> but in some ways, I mean, you know, he really has like this family and even mm-hmm. though she does browbeat him and everything um you know how many fucking husbands and wives do you know that are like that <laughs> but i think that the kid and and even though she talks shit to him and everything um i think that because she, she says you know after they fuck i'll never come back this is it this is a one-time deal mm-hmm. blah, blah 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 but then she comes back right. so she obviously likes him and 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 he Offers something that she doesn't have, and um, then and there's almost a certain amount of stability as they are as a unit. And then so when he, you know, kicks them out and everything, it's kind of like, okay, you know, dude, you, you were heading sort of in the right direction, but now you're just like, okay, fuck all this shit. I want to get back to. Just which, as I'm saying that, reminds me of me. <laughs> like I'll meet somebody and then I'll be like, "Fuck it, I just want to get rid of him so I can just go back to doing the podcast, going to work, riding my motorcycle, playing with the dogs, and sleeping." You know, I don't want I don't want complications, and they just bring complications. But anyway, the the villains are pretty good. There's one that um, is pretty much a very sadistic. Uh, and uh, as far as women go, like fucking, and uh, I don't know. If, I think in the one scene in the car, he ha- he must have been. I don't know if it was he fingering the girl or what. That's, what, that's how it started. I couldn't tell if it was supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, because he had her face pressed up against the the yeah. glass, and the whole time she's being pretty stoic, 
and he's got her like by the throat and his hand up her crotch and everything and and he's like trying to be real mean and with somebody like that you can tell like you know he enjoys um the humiliating and the power thing because he's like you're weak you're weak to this girl you know you're you're weak like I'm a man and you're just a weak and you'll never be able to yeah. and she just looks at him and is like did you brush your teeth because your breath's killing me <laughs> and she just gives him that she, she won't give him the fear thing but then eventually he just you know he's pretty much raping her or whatever now, and, I, uh, I think I really I think I really I liked her story arc best of all like yeah the, the you learn the things you learn about her I think I appreciated the most yeah, I, I and that it does have. Um, I don't know. I I like the movie. Um, my only problem with it was it seemed like it went too long. Yeah. Uh, for me, I yeah. mean, it was like I watched the the majority yeah. of it up until about thirty nine minutes, and then I was like, okay, well, I'll watch the last thirty nine minutes of it when I get home. And I get home and I'm watching and I'm watching and I'm watching and I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, God damn it, wrap this fucker up. It just, it, you know, it just, it could have been an hour and a half or a little over that. Mm-hmm. They could have, they could have trimmed it up and and made it, you know, be really good. It just, it, it was like it was just drawn out and drawn out. Now I know that you know the fi- the the finale, the grand finale. Um, that you know they did they had to do it that way or they wanted to stretch it out or whatever. but it was it just seemed like it just kind of went on that was my really uh my one big big peeve uh, this, as far as the entire movie goes this movie was about is is 5 minutes shorter or so than the than save the green planet but it honestly it felt longer right some some of it i don't know i, I and and I'm no I'm no editor, so I don't know <laughs> I don't know what needs to be cut. This one this one felt its length a lot more than the last one, yeah. and, and the last one even felt long. So this this could have almost lost like thirty minutes and been fine. Yeah. So anyway, but I mean, uh, the, the characters are all really really good, and I think, like you said about um, <sighs> the guy that played Shen, uh, he is perfect. Uh, it was perfect casting. For him to play this part, because one a comparison, as we com- I compared Lestrada to the other one as far as the relationships go. Um, you have you would look at like say the movie Cockfighter with Warren Oates. Mm-hmm. Warren Oates doesn't speak through almost the entire movie except one flashback scene, mm-hmm. uh, and he doesn't speak the whole movie. But Warren Oates was excellent for that part because it's almost like in wrestling they would say uh, when you're in the ring. You need to sell, and that doesn't just mean that means you're selling with your face. They said like Ricky Morton would be like almost crying as he's trying to crawl over to Robert to tag. You know, yeah. he isn't just, you know just straight faced or whatever. You you have to you have to be able to show emotion. Even you want the people in the back. You want the people in the back row to see. Yeah, exactly, yeah. and and so that that really you know comes through, and he was a he was a good, good choice yeah. to play that part. The girl that, that played the she character, <laughs> I thought she was great because she would just fucking just tell him. But you know, he was the kind of guy I think that that almost um, she filled in the 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 parts that he wasn't, or was you know basically giving him. What he needed, mm-hmm. okay, as far as fucking, but not only that, but 
but also kind of just not uh, being a real girly girl. And mm-hmm. and uh, she was kind of almost like giving him, you know, she was tough. She was hard. And, and she didn't change for him. But there was, I think, I mean, you know, there was a lot of, I don't know. I mean, he seemed like he, there was parts where he got annoyed, but then also he, with the kid and with her too. I mean, you know, where I think that, that they did become almost like a family, but it was one of those deals where I just watched this on house last night too, uh, (laughs) where uh, it's a guy and, and, you know, even though there's this girl there that loves him or he's, thinking about this girl from the past through rose colored glasses. And, you know, she's the only one she's the, no one will ever, my friend Mike was like that. Oh, no one will ever be able to compete with this so-and-so girl or whatever. And I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, you're it's <laughs> rose colored glasses. She didn't, I guarantee you she wasn't as, you know, but that's yeah. either here or there, but, um, that's part of the story. But, um, you know, I, I uh, if I had my druthers between this and Save the Green Planet, I'll take Save the Green Planet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still like this movie. I mean, I thought it was done really well and everything. And, you know, I'd like to see – I would definitely watch, you know, uh, more shite. Yeah. Uh, with, with especially the main guy, which I'm laying down on the floor so I can't see what his name is. Hakun Shin. Yes, he was very good. He was very, very good. Very good. I like to see well maybe Expendables four. <laughs> we can get our ratings here now. Still. It's it's and it's hard to tell from these two if Shin is a or maybe it's Hakun. I can never remember how. I think that's his last name is Shin. Maybe it's Shin Hakun. Um, how the how the Korean names work, which which order they're supposed to go in, but uh, it's hard to tell if he's like an action kind of guy or not because you don't really get it from these two movies outside of a few things that I, it were hard, it was hard to tell if it was a stunt double or not. Yeah. Um, especially in the in the in the Save the Green Planet when he's kind of having a fantasy about like <laughs> doing this crazy. Yeah, that one guy's like, "What's this shit for?" <laughs> um, but he, uh, I'll I'll definitely be looking for more of his. And and we already said it. The the, the movie it could just have been a little shorter. Yeah. And I think this probably just uh, the way Korean film is right now. So. Comedy very well. Yeah, know? yeah, comedy, and and he's decent at he's decent at the at the drama or the melodrama as well. So, um, I, I like this a lot. Not as much as the last one. Um, I'm at a I'm at a seven point two five for this one. Like, yeah, three stars. Seven, maybe seven point five. Yeah, I was thinking about seven point five. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it was good. It was worth a watch. Uh, I would probably go back and watch it again because mm-hmm. just for the simple fact that. Uh, you know, watching it with the subtitles and stuff like that, I think there were a few things that I might have missed. Sure. But uh, so I wouldn't mind going back and watching it. But it was too goddamn long. <laughs> I mean, I will, I will go back and watch it. But um, um, man, I just, I was sitting there watching. It, and I was like, "Fuck, come on, Jesus yeah. Christ, wrap this fucker up. Let's go." <sighs> cool. Daddy. Uh, two seven point fives. Let's take a break and come back and do a little feedback. Before Zom falls asleep and throws up. We'll be right back. That's subsiding. In a world that has a country called England, three cinephiles battle weekly against the onslaught of movie releases. 
They review, dissect, and discuss until each is defeated. Jordan is the host. Ian is the sweary one. And Noel is the grandpa. And together they are the 35mm heroes. Dig it, bitches. start off with an email this week it's been a while since we got one hey. this is from mr heaven's trash who to chicken to call in Aww. so he wrote us an email and he's gonna make me lisp all the way through it uh <laughs> so yeah god uh, is making you do that oh fuck fuck him so uh yeah heaven's trash will he chose our uh chose our movies this week um, so we thank him for that because they were good shit. But he wanted to to weigh in on them himself. So he says, "Let me turn on the music here." All right, hey fuckers, what the? First off, congrats on the silver and gold anniversary. Even though I'm a bit late with it, uh, thanks for accepting my suggestion to cover these two films. I'm really looking forward to hearing what you guys think of them. Hopefully, you enjoy them as much as I do. Uh, I'm sure you guys will touch on a lot of this stuff in your reviews but here's a few quick notes i'll try to keep it brief and not make this a multiple page email as i could go on for a good while about both of them uh shin ha kyun is one of the few actors that i will watch in just about anything typically i follow directors more than actors when tracing back through older films i haven't seen but he's one of those charismatic actors that are always worth watching even in films that are not that great on their own such as the game he puts in on a good performance and makes it worth a look for me I put him up next to uh, Song Kang-ho and Choi Min-sik in terms of my fa- favorite South Korean actors. Um, no Mercy for the Rude. Uh, this is a film that I've been championing for a few years now. I think the movie is a blast, and I'm always uh, willing to uh, willing to make people watch it. Uh, I find it amusing that ha character has created this persona of a badass for himself, yet it doesn't always work. Sometimes people are impressed with him dressed all in black and wearing sunglasses at night, and sometimes they aren't. I also like 
how the events that play out on the screen don't always match the narration he provides for them. The character is a little bit full of shit, and the filmmakers use it to their advantage. That's pretty that's true. Uh, based on based, uh, oh, based on this film and a host of others like The Isle, Coast Guard, Old Boy, etc. Koreans seem to like their food uh, quite a bit more fresh than I do. Referring to his plate of fish in the restaurant. Oh yeah, that fucking oyster. <laughs> Oysters <laughs> and turkey. That that oyster he dropped on his cheek. It was pretty funny. Well, I remember the the uh, the wrestlers uh, talking about uh, going over to Japan, and he said, you know, they you'd see people would always be eating these bags, uh, like almost like potato chips, and he said they were they were dried minnows, Ugh. but apparently they were like dried dried uh, anchovies, like they were eating in there. They're just they're just crunchy little. Uh, almost like your bacon, but they're anchovies, you know. Oh, that gives me a cold chill. Uh, yeah, she, oh, you'd love it. You, you love it. Don't like seafood. I don't. Like yeah, seafood. but you love pussy. I love pussy. Uh, I really like the film's setting and use of color. It's it's got a great sense of style, and I think that it would appeal to Tarantino fans and maybe fans of the Coen Brothers as well. I could see that. I I didn't even. Mm. Mention the color of the either film is really so. Uh, lastly, I like how the film's sense of humor remains intact even as it becomes progressively more dramatic in tone. Uh, Amazon shows a pre-order for this film now, but there's still no re- release date listed. It'd be cool to see it finally get a Region One release. So why don't we see it? Oh, no, um, no, no, no. What? Um, Save the Green oh, Planet. No. Uh, it's a hard film for me to coherently explain. My first thought is to tell someone to just watch it. Hopefully, you guys do a better job than me. Eh. I don't know about that. <laughs> Again, I really like the setting and color choices of the film. I really like the lead character's mountainside lair. Yeah, that was a cool house. I liked all the the mannequins that he had. That was pretty cool. Uh, the torture scenes are in it are quite inventive and painful looking. <laughs> Steam dildo. Uh, uh. The lead character's girlfriend, Suni, reminds me of a Korean live-action version of Miss Piggy and has some of the craziest facial expressions That's I've seen in film. nice. <laughs> um... We are as God made us. I thought it was interesting to see the nods to other films and filmmakers that were present in this, such as Kubrick's 2001. Ah, oh, completely forgot about that with the the ape smashing the. Yes, yes, um, I did too. Until you just said that. Uh, Kubrick's 2001, Seven, and although sometimes a mannequin is just a mannequin, I think I'd like to think Maniac as well. Okay, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Or so, Kim Cattrall. Uh, I'd like. <laughs> I'd like to see. What happened to her? I like to see... Or, sorry. Old whore. Uh, I blame Bill by force for the fact that I hear Nick Cage screaming, not the bees, during one scene in this film. <laughs> That's a quote, a clip that Outside the Cinema always plays is him screaming, not the bees, from the remake of Wicker Man, uh, during, the, during one scene in this film. And one of the detectives is a hell of a good shot in that scene as well. <laughs> I forgot about that, too. <laughs> Uh, I really like the uncertainty of what's really going on in the film almost to the very end. And lastly, I'm kind of curious if South Korean police departments run by obnoxious asshole are run by obnoxious assholes or is this something that's just a cinematic thing. It certainly seems to be a filmmaking staple for them. Yeah, that's true. Um, I guess I'll leave it at that for now as I'm sure you guys covered a lot of things. Eh. A lot of these things and more in your reviews. Uh, nope. Thanks for adding them on because we missed them all completely. Hopefully these mo- notes make sense. Before I sign off here, let me say that I side with Loaf on control. Uh, I admit that I'm a longtime Joy Division fan, so some bias may be present, but I flinched a little as Zom's, at Zom's tank, take on it. I don't tank. remember 
tank on it. I don't remember my exact ranking for that year, but uh, I know it was in my top three films for the year it came out. What? That, that being said, I can see where he's coming from. I just respectfully have to disagree with him. Wow. Uh, love the show. Keep up the great work. Will. It's cool. Uh, thank you, sir. I got, uh-huh. I, got, I got through that pretty well. I didn't stutter too much. Uh-huh. It was all right. Me. Me. Cool. So, yeah, thanks again for picking those. Uh, we appreciate uh, the input as well. Input. Uh, we got a couple voicemails here. One's downloading. Come on. There we go. Let's hope it plays. This is from a familiar voice. <laughs> I, the cinematic Jeff Nogolter, have stolen all of the contest prizes. That's right, I may have lost to those sons of bitches. Those motherfuckers in that karaoke contest. Here I go again. Well, guess what? I you may have beat me, but here I go again. I just stole your prizes. That's right. A copy of Goliath on DVD, a copy of Blackjack on DVD, and the poster for Dolph Gun, the same film Blackjack, are all in my possession. Wait, I wanted that Blackjack now. DVD. And if none of you like that, and you want to do something about it, then come to Whorehound Weekend, Indianapolis, Indiana, September 7th through the 9th, and you can face me man to man, and we will duke it I'm out at Whorehound Weekend. All right, we'll have a mud wrestling match, because we gotta, we got to have a special stipulation for this, and... That's all we have access to. I wanted Jello. We can't get that much access to Jello. Apparently, Andy has a lot of mud they can just throw around. So I'll meet you in the mud, and I am going to do what I just did. So you may beat me again. I don't care, but I'll still steal a victory. I'm like Eddie Guerrero. I lie, I cheat, I steal, and I just stole the prizes, baby. Woo! Eddie Guerrero never said woo. That was Rick Flair. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just excited. And nobody, and let that be a lesson. Nobody enters these karaoke contests with the cinematicist, because I will somehow triumph in the end. You may win the battle, but I will win the war. Suck it! <laughs> I wanted that. Thanks, Jason. Game, damn it, <laughs> Jason. Uh, all right, we got a couple from Bernie Sticky. Bernie. Silver and gold, motherfuckers. Oh, hey guys, it's uh, Bernie, and uh, I should point out Bernie Sticky because apparently certain gentlemen do get their Bernies mixed up. <laughs> uh, so there you go. Uh, I just thought I'd ring you guys and tell you about the other night when I woke up in the middle of the night, really strong, burning food kind of smell. I was kind of panicking, thinking, what the fuck is that? But uh, I'm in a building with fire alarms, and none of the fire alarms were going off, so I just thought, fuck it, went back to sleep. Anyway, woke up in the morning, and man, the stink was fucking unbelievable. Turns out this guy who lives downstairs, um, I thought he was okay, but he's obviously kind of a douche, thinking about it. Uh, he'd come in late, <laughs> drunk, and he decided he was going to boil some eggs. Oh. So gets the fucking eggs in the saucepan, on the fucking cooker, boiling away goes back to his room, falls asleep. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> fucking eggs boiling all night. You believe that shit, man? Fucking hell. The, the stink. I, oh, honestly, I've, I've never seen or smelled anything fucking like it, man. Like, the whole house just reeks of just kind of like a giant fucking egg. And it's really <laughs> cloying and it gets in the back <laughs> of your throat and sticks to your clothes and just fucking nightmare, man. And uh, it kind of smells like... A rat. Uh, I had a pet rat once called Buzz, uh, and I occasionally sniffed him, 
and he had this strange kind of like almost boiled meat odor Gross. to him and you know the the eggs the boiled meat it's oh man it's it's just it's fucking disgusting really really disgusting um so yeah that that was really traumatic man i had to uh, i had to take a shit and like just huff the fumes to get some relief uh, from from the egg the ever encroaching destroying egg that was just fucking oh oh man I, eggs 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 fucking hate so anyway that made me think of you guys and um <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd uh, ring you up and wish you a happy one-year anniversary. Woo! Uh, a little bit late, I guess. A year, uh, not a year, a week late. Eh. But, you know, we're still fucking partying over here, guys. Because we had the Olympics, and that shit, man, that's fucking nothing. Some guy can run in a straight fucking line who gives a fucking <laughs> shit. Silver yeah. and gold. Loaf, Zom, 52 consecutive episodes, apart from that one where Zom fucked off on holiday and was beating off while stalking people on the beach or whatever the fuck he was doing. You know, it's, it's just a fucking service you provide to humanity, and uh, we all appreciate it. And uh, Bernie Sticky loves you motherfuckers. Goodbye. Awesome. <laughs> I fucking hate eggs. It would drive me nuts if my house smelled like eggs. My wife will fucking make a scrambled egg in the morning, and we have this weird pocket right at the top of our stairs that catch anything. Anytime we cook anything, it wafts all the way around the corner and then just hangs right at the top of our stairs. So I can always tell in the morning when she's cooked an egg because it just smells like somebody just fucking just ripped a big fart right there at the top <laughs> of the stairs. Oh, uh, I hate I, I hate eggs. But I like eggs. I don't, I'm okay with eggs as an ingredient. I don't like them as a food. All right, he sent another one. Here's, here's, here's this. Is this one from Delapaz? He's burning sticky again. Uh, I just remembered uh, I wanted to uh, call Zom out here in front Delapaz. of those fucking millions of listeners that we <laughs> preach to every week. I wanted to say, Zom, why the fuck have you not watched that DVD I sent you? Man, I sweated blood <laughs> and tears. Because sweat somebody's supposed to be fucking. To uh... Get that to you. Oh, I had do to I ask somebody for yes. it. Yes. And then I had to send it to you, and, you know, you're probably just using it as, like, a drink coaster or something like that, man. <laughs> no, not so, me, dude. you know, I could have sent it to uh, Life. I'm sure he would have enjoyed it. I could have sent it to um, Sammy and uh, Michael, whatever he's called, over at that gentleman's place. <laughs> uh, I'm Michael. sure they would have liked it. Um, but, no, I sent it to you, and you just fucking ignore it. What kind of man does not have a multi-region uh, DVD player? Uh, in this day and age. But, you know, what do you expect from someone who likes the mummy? You know, what the fuck, you know? What's that about? Dude. Um, but I still love you. Bye. Fucking Spanish fucker. Um, okay. Uh, Bernie Delapaz. Uh, um, guess what? <laughs> fucking somebody on the line right now has the fucking movie. Send it to me, man. I'll fucking figure out a way. I'm, I'm pointing at my dog right now. It's his fault entirely. It's it probably totally. is. You did you ever send Strongman the Strongman DVD back? <laughs> yes, I did. Okay. Yeah, okay. I guess this is the next project. I Honestly, okay. So neither one of us have region-free players. We are the worst genre film podcasters on earth for other reasons, but we also don't have we also don't have multi-region players. Um, I thought I could figure out a way to just rip it and share it, and I couldn't figure out a way immediately, and just as my brain and always does, I fucking forgot about it. It is in a pile somewhere next to my TV, and I uh, have a renewed interest now in figuring it uh, out. I want to watch it. 
Fuck, I completely forgot about that I thing. I region-free DVD. But if I get a region-free DVD, the chances of me getting that DVD back are... Uh, they're, <laughs> they might be 50-50. <laughs> well, I could probably just make a copy of it. At that. I'll figure it out. Oh, okay. fuck. That was bad of me. Uh, that's it for voicemails and feedback in general. Um, <laughs> shit, what are we doing next week? Argento. Yeah, but did we didn't we never decided on which movies. Um, the one that's really good and another one that's good. Uh, it's just uh, 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 Suspiria. You want to do Suspiria? We'll do. Yeah. All right, we, let's, we're going to cover Suspiria. We're going to do two, an Argento double feature. Zom has never seen. A Dario Argento film. So I'm going to go on the group right now and decide real quick what we're watching. <laughs> so we're going to do Suspiria. That is 79. <laughs> Zom is throwing a 77. Um, and we'll do a we'll do a giallo. Um, how well we can just do his first one, the Bird with the Crystal Plumage. How does that sound? I think I might have seen that one. No, oh, I have. No, 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 I haven't. I think that sounds that's, good. I think that's his first one. Let's see. Argento. We're not doing Polly Shore movies ever. No Polly Shore movies. Yeah, so you guys Argento, can get Argento. Uh, yep. Bird of the Crystal Plumage from 1970. And Plumage. Suspiria from 1977. <laughs> so next time, if we do more Argento movies, we'll have to do ones that I haven't seen. Because I haven't yeah, seen no, after... Triple X with... Uh, Vin Diesel and uh, H.R. Gento. And, uh. Cool. So Suspiria from 77, Bird with the Crystal Plumage from 1970. You can always send us feedback to 206-339-1600 or silvagoldpodcast at gmail.com. Silva. Yes. Uh. Uh, find us on iTunes or silvaandgold.com and join our Facebook group at... Facebook.com slash group slash Silva and Gold. Um, thanks to everybody that sent us feedback. Uh, and uh, we, I plugged it last week, but uh, Cinemasochist's book, Movie Nalia, check it out. It's on um, lulu.com. Mm-hmm. You can get a, uh, you can order a paperback copy of it or the ebook. So thanks to him and thanks to Heaven's Trash again. He doesn't really t- take care of his blog anymore, uh, so I'd plug that. And thanks to Bernie Sticky too. Uh, I think that's about it. Zom, do you have anything else this week, sir? Fuck. No. Me either. I'm going to go get some food. Fill up my Kamala belly. I'm going to get this slapped down. Paint a big moon on my belly button. Um,. Yep, that's about it. So until next week, this is the loaf. Oot. Zoop. Oot. Bye.